Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Objectively Wrong, presented by the next men up. As always, I am John. That is Ibtine. It was the Super Bowl. Did it happen? I didn't notice. Yeah. It, did, it, did it also feel to you like it just was like a letdown? Honestly, if there were if there weren't those like injuries, I think it would have been a better game. Yeah, the game felt funny the whole way through because like it ended, and I was like, "This, this wasn't well, that, that good a game." That was the season. Yeah, it just this is such a bizarre year, and to end with the Bengals in the Super Bowl was already weird enough. And if imagine they won, what a, if yeah, they won. <laughs> imagine if they had won. I was asked, like, who are you rooting for? And I was like, I don't really care. I just hope it's a good game. <laughs> you didn't even get that. It was an okay game. It was competitive. Mm-hmm. It was close. It was weird as hell. Like the whole season has been. Why is it all the time? I know Matt Stafford threw two interceptions. He threw one interception. Yeah, the other and, one. And Jake Skoranek just... Gave the other one to Cincinnati. The hand of God. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't think those should count as interceptions. But then, like, I think the, the NFL line? needs an error stat. What's the line, then? I don't know. Like, any any Score it like baseball. Do you know how they score errors in baseball? No. Judgment. Is Literally judgment. Like, they look at it, they're like, that's an error. I mean, like, if, like, say, like, you throw it to a wide receiver and it hits his hand. And then it's picked off. That's an error on the wide receiver? Probably. What if you overthrow it? The wide receiver jumps seven feet into the air and still can't catch it, tips it, and it's intercepted. Quarterback, interception. It's just the nature of how you – baseball scoring is so stupid and arbitrary, but a little bit of stupid and arbitrary on this would make it look like Stafford played as well as he did because he did play pretty well. He did. I don't know about that. He played – He hey. Got a ring. He played well enough to get a ring. And Joe Burrow didn't. Which, if you told me going into this game, o- O-line included, and we'll get to that. Because this is a moment I've been waiting for for months. Bengals made the right choice. Oh, if they had, they would have won. You know. But if, anyway. If they made your choice, they wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I I said it last week. I said that last week as well. And it's the reason they lost as well. But anyway, but before we get to that, Stafford outplayed Burrow, which I did not think was going to happen. He would have, he would have like comfortably won. I, I will stand by this. Burrow, not Burrow. Stafford would have comfortably won Super Bowl MVP if Odell Beckham did not get injured. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. I'll give you another one for that. Stafford would have won Super Bowl MVP if McVay had abandoned the run sooner. Oh, my God. I was right? so angry with the that. Run, the, like, the run didn't work. It I remember shouting at, Akers, <laughs> shouting at me. He was texting me. I remember Brandon shout texting at you. Yeah, it was in caps. <laughs> I remember all capsing you like Kanye West. <laughs> I'm honestly on Skeet Davidson's side. I just, I'm tired. I'm just, they're calling him now. I, You know what? I don't even want to say that. I don't want to take sides. because This is all stupid. They're all dumb. I'm tired. Um, yeah, I'm so tired of this crap. <laughs> you know what? You know, you know whose side I'm on? I'm going to say I'm on Pete Davidson's side for one reason. How the hell is Pete Davidson dating all these women? <laughs> Pete Davidson is magic. 
Pete Davidson is magic. I even asked my sister. My sister's an 18-year-old girl. I said, I was like, is Pete Davidson attractive? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, why? She's like, dude, I don't. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? You're the one that thinks it. So why? She's like, I don't know. I asked Allie and she was like, yeah, he's, he's cute. I'm just like, what are we? What does this say about me? I was very concerned. So I, listen, I like his comedy. He's funny. But um, weird, 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 weird world we live in. But anyway, Pete Davidson will play James Bond in the next reboot. Honestly, you might as well put Pete Davidson in the number nine Bengal jersey the other night, the way Joe Burrow played. He kind of looks like Joe Burrow. A little bit, right? Burrow didn't Burrow didn't play his best football. I I, I understand the O-line is horrible. We've been saying this. This is not news to anyone. But my God, that's his story. Nine sacks given up against the Titans. What was it, seven or eight against the Rams? It was seven against – I think it tied a record, right? It either tied or broke it. I don't know. Here's what I do know. Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times this season. 70. That's unacceptable. That means if you were, if you were to play 10 seasons at this rate, he'd be sacked 700 times. Tom Brady wasn't sacked 600 times in 22 seasons. Part of it rests on Burrow. Now, I will say, I think Burrow had a he hurt himself, too. He wasn't healthy the whole game. Okay, so I do, have news, I do have news on that. Well, I know he's not getting surgery. It, it came back, and he avoided serious injury. Good. It Good. looked like, to me, like he tore it. When he when when I saw that knee, I thought, okay, it's done. He tore. And Tina and I both had a he tore it moment during yeah. the game. Mine was Yours correct. Was for Stafford. I mine was for Beckham. Oh yeah, mine was on Beckham, and yours was on Burrow. Mine was mine. also on Stafford, and it, he did get MCL. Stafford's fine. Stafford I mean, does. Yeah. You could cut his leg off. He's not going to feel it. I, I, mean, I don't. That is, that is true. He's historically that way. Like the man has played through so much injury. Um, listen, I, I the, the the problem that people will take with this game is the fact that you know the refs ref balled again. The refs made odd calls again. Yeah, T Higgins used to make one. T Higgins on a deep ball to, against Jalen Ramsey, and I got a sec. I'll say something real quick about Jalen Ramsey in a minute that is going to rub Jalen Ramsey the wrong way. But who gives a crap? Um. T. Higgins rips one open, makes a great catch, but all the while literally face masks Jalen Ramsey on his way through. I, mean, I think face masks and putting it lightly. He twisted the man's head and the man's head him turned. Aside. The man's <laughs> head turned. Jalen Ramsey got off balance off it. That probably should have been flagged. Oh, and, then yeah. a, and then a holding call against the Bengals on the last drive for the Rams probably shouldn't have been flagged, but it was as a get back call, probably. What's um, the point of the sky judge? Yeah, the sky judge should be doing his job or have a job. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I, I agree with you on this. I, I'm not sure what you're doing. You say you have one, but you're not really using them. What's and, the like, uh, coaches can't challenge in the last two minutes, right? Correct. Of either half. Correct. So the review is instigated by the sky judge, right? Initiated, yes. So the sky judge has good vision of the field. Yeah, but you don't review for penalties. I, I understand that, but like he has a good 10 seconds to review a play. You don't need more than 10 seconds to see that Jalen Ramsey's head turned around. <laughs> well, that wasn't final two minutes. It was like, I know, but of- like what I'm saying is like 
I'm saying that he has the ability to see this. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell, tell you that I think Jalen Ramsey should have. I'm sorry, so, uh, uh, T. Higgins shouldn't have been flagged in that play. He should have been. And he it was wasn't. a touchdown. And by the way, at the end of the game, Ron Torbert, who for most of the game, refed a decent game, kept the flags in the pockets, let the game happen. He went crazy with the flags. In the game. Doubled down on it. Yeah. Did you not hear that? He doubled down on that? Doubled down on it, said T. Higgins was not guilty of a penalty. Double down on it. His I was, hand was in the face. I, what do you want me to say? <laughs> it, it, it was very, very strange. Um, and then the holding call that was not a holding call that gave the Rams new life. And then the offsetting penalties, which actually were dead correct. Mm-hmm. And then the second holding call in the Bengals, which was also dead correct. And Eli Apple, dear God, man, retire. We should talk about Eli Apple. Why? How, how hated is Eli Apple? How many How many New Orleans Saints came out? And took, and Michael Baltimore Thomas, Ravens. M- Michael Thomas tweeted out, Eli, gonna Eli. Oh. It was so funny to me. So funny. Eli oh. Apple just got ripped to shreds on Twitter by, fo- by teammate, by former teammates. Former teammates, Tyree Kill, Michael Hardman. I've never seen a more hated player. <laughs> he got ripped to shreds. Eli Apple had a good playoff. He actually did have a good playoff. You know what's really funny? The dumbest penalty of the night was on a Bengal corner that was not suited. What the hell are you doing? Vernon, Vernon Hargraves. <laughs> Stay off the field, dude. You don't have pads on. Stop. You're wearing sandals. <laughs> With sandals and a hoodie. You moron. You're backing them up to the 10. They have it on 25 and you're putting them at the 10 because you're an idiot. Golly. Um. I, listen, there's a lot of things you can complain about with this game. The injuries stink. You need to – is there a reason for turf anymore? No. Can this stop? Why is why is a multi-billion dollar stadium in L.A. turf? It's cheaper. <laughs> you spend $5 billion, splurge for the grass. You're getting people hurt, guys. Honestly, the Odell Beckham injury really took the air out of the game for me. Really did. Yeah. He was playing well. He was that playing point. great. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what's funny? It might have been an ugly game if he'd been healthy, if he'd played the whole game. Oh, it might have blown out. It might have gotten ugly. Yeah. Because J- Jamar Chase was actually pretty quiet for the most no, in part. In the first half, he was, pr- he was fine. He was sub 100 yards at the end of the game, and he only caught five passes. I think it was like, what, five for 62? I think it was like 80. I don't remember exactly, but I know I know Higgins broke 100. For one large part of that one big play. <laughs> he had more catches. Jamar, Ch- but I will say, Jalen Ramsey, congratulations on the ring. You're a good corner. My God, did you not have a good day? What a roller coaster. What a bad day for Jalen I mean, Ramsey. Let's, let's take away the Higgins thing. I don't blame him for the Higgins problem. Fine. He still didn't play well. What what I will say though, did you see uh, the replay of that last uh, play where Aaron Donald forces Joe Burrow to to an incompletion? He's almost on his ass again, and Jamar Chase is streaking. Jamar Chase is wide open. He's free. Yeah, he's free. If Burrow had had one more second, maybe, maybe two more seconds. If he had a half a second. It, well, Donald had him earlier than you're thinking. Like he I, Aaron him, Donald had him dead for him us. around a couple yeah. of times. Like immediately Aaron Donald had And him. also Samaje P. Ryan, I love you. Lay out for it. <laughs> this is the Come Super on. Bowl. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl. It's fourth down. If you don't get this ball, the game is over. Well, you didn't get the ball. Uh, Aaron Donald, man. Let's talk about Aaron Donald. 
two sacks, finally gets his ring. Is that eight seasons in the books? He's ready to retire. <laughs> there were rumors before the day started, before the game started, Rodney Harrison, apparently newsbreaker Rodney Harrison, talking about how Aaron Donald's thinking about retiring if they had won this game. Well, you did it, and you did it in style. And it did, it was in large part won because of you. He so, literally gave the whole ring me in celebration. As the game is over, he said, yeah. ring me. Uh, it was pretty cool. How was he not he, Super Bowl MVP? <laughs> he wasn't Super Bowl MVP because Cooper Cup got an MVP vote uh, for the season, had 98, had 90 something yards receiving and two scores. Do you all know who voted him for Super Bowl? It was Bowl? the guy that said Aaron Rodgers was never going to get the vote. Yeah, yeah, it was that guy. Uh, fine. <laughs> By the way, that's one more shot take we have to take. Justin Herbert did not get one vote. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think it's wrong. But we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers winning MVP shortly. We just want to bookend this Super Bowl a little bit. Something else I, for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd yeah. dropping the first time ever. Yeah, Tyler <laughs> Boyd terrible just time. hit the ground, turned really – he turned real fast. Yeah. That was one of those special, like, you did not look the ball in type plays. Um, the Bengals, here's the funny thing is play, people always say like, oh, this team will be back or they'll, do I this. don't think they're going to be back. Here's soon. the pro it's not so much that it's so it's more so the winning a Super Bowl is of the big four, probably the hardest championship to win and the hardest championship to get to. I don't know if Zach Taylor is that good a coach. I don't think he is. And by the way, after this Super Bowl, I don't know if Sean McVay is that good a coach. You know who is? The Vikings? <laughs> Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris should have been hired. I don't you know why see- you took Kevin O'Connell, you people of morons. You want to see a halftime adjustment in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Dope halftime show, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty good. Bitchin' halftime show. Nice to see Kendrick Lamar back. You know, Dr. Dre almost died last year. He was in the hospital. He's yeah. like really in bad shape. Good for him. He did great. 50 Cent. My God, man. Why are you hanging up? Why are you upside down? I'm how happy you, he was upside down. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? There was an article I saw about, like, the article was like one of those classes, like, who is blank, this person? It was, who is Mary J. Blige? And I'm like, how dare you? What do you mean, who is Mary J. Blige? You stupid Gen Z. What was that? I have respect for Gen Z, but guys, come on. Mary J. Blige. How do you know 50 Cent don't know Mary J. Blige? Well, that's easy. Remember what 50 Cent did back in the day? No. Remember the the 50? (laughs) I dodged all of 50 Cent. (laughs) In the club is one of my favorite songs just because the backing is so just like amping. But he um what is it? Back in the day, I forget if it was graduation or 808s for Kanye. Back when Kanye was like, you know, legitimate. Same. Yeah, back when I cared. He challenged Kanye West to like who's gonna sell more records in the first week, and the loser has to retire. 
I think it was 808. I think it went platinum in three days. And I don't know if Curtis got to platinum. I, I just don't know. But I know that Ye was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, Ye took the bet and that whole thing. Like, they were beefing for like a minute and a half. And 50 Cent is still around, but everything he's done since has just been like, okay, fine, whatever, sure. He, he basically retired. He basically. Um, but but on the topic of retirement, you've got the Aaron Donald retirement rumors. You've got Sean McVay retirement rumors. I – who knows? Who knows if these Rams are going to be back next year? I don't think they're going to be back next year. So if McVay retires – Raheem Morris. Can Raheem Morris get the job then? Yeah. Maybe. Please. I don't know if it, the, the reason here's the thing with McVeigh. McVeigh is in his 30s. If McVeigh really loves head coaching in the NFL, he just stays and he keeps doing it. I don't think he cares. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm looking at like a 30 or like a 36-year-old man who's getting married this summer to a supermodel who wants to start a family and is being told he has a broadcasting job the minute he wants it. And I'm asking myself, what left is there to do? (laughs) The Rams have this weird situation where they have so many players on that roster and so many people in the coach, in the, in the front office that are in the the coaching staff, you can point out and be like, you kind of don't have to do anything more. You're done. All they needed was to win a ring. All McVay had to do was win a ring. He got it. Aaron Donald, the only thing that was missing was a ring. He got it. Stafford. Stafford. Stafford will keep playing because he's Matt Stafford. It's just a thing he'll do. But you know what? I can't even say that. His wife was really sick a couple years back. He He might be ready to call it and just come down with his family. By the way, can we? I'm just going to make it clear now where my position stands on this. If he had lost the game, I thought Matt Stafford was going to the Hall of Fame one day. I, I didn't think he Now could. that he has it, he is definitely going to the Hall of Fame. There's no world where he isn't. Fastest player in NFL history to eclipse 50,000 yards passing. He now has himself a ring. I, Richard Sherman's argument of he hasn't won MVP or he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that. Yeah, he's never been the league's best quarterback at any moment. So the hell what? Who cares? He's got a ring. He's got one of the only 5,000-yard passing seasons of all time. And he's now quarterbacked the two greatest receiving seasons of all time by a receiver. Yeah, he's all a favor. Sorry. Sorry. The arm's too good. The arm is too good. Now, and you saw some great Stafford in this game and some bad Stafford in this game. You saw, like, elite Stafford with the no-look pass. Dude, I mean, come on. It's yeah. what he do- He's done this forever, and it was so funny. I forget who it was, but I think it was, like, Mahomes or Rodgers. Somebody with, like, crazy acclaim. When he went to the Rams, it was like, is that really much? It was like, guys, all this Mahomes stuff you're saying, Stafford's been doing that for 10 years up in Detroit. What are you talking about? This isn't new. He's that good. He is that good. He just played for Detroit. <laughs> And then we also saw the typical holding this back. Huh? (laughs) And then we also saw the typical Stafford turnovers. Listen, that one pass, it was thrown late, straight up. Like he needed to throw that ball that two seconds earlier. As soon as I was like, wait a minute, 
He's throwing it now. They've got 40 yards. Oh, God. Yeah, it's going to get picked. Like, as he's throwing it, I'm like, it's, it's going to get picked. And it was. Um, but, you know, thanks to uh, thanks to Vernon Hargraves, it wasn't that bad a pick. You know, um, what's, uh, you know what we should actually check? Hmm. Uh, because I think we both agree that we don't expect to see these two teams back here again next year. For different I, I, reasons. I don't know. I, I I think the reason I don't see the Bengals back here is just because it's is so hard to it's yeah. so hard to do, and the competition in the AFC is just unbelievable. The competition in the AFC is scary. I think the Chargers and the Bills have the recipe to get better. The Bengals do, but it's called draft seven offensive linemen, and the Chiefs still have Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. So, right, here are the Bengals free agents. They just got oh, it's a long room. list. I forget who it is. Left tackle Riley Reef. Who cares? Uh, defensive Bye. tackle. Defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi, who was that's injured. A, that's that's significant. Uh, tight end CJ uh, Uzama. CJ Uzama. Yeah, Uzama. CJ CJ Uzama. That's significant uh, as well. Defensive tackle Josh Tupo. Corner Vernon Hargraves. Ha. Bye. <laughs> uh, punter Kevin Huber. He will not be going anywhere. Uh, backup, backup QB Brandon Allen. Who cares? Uh, defensive back Ricardo Allen. Here's the big one. Safety Jesse Bates. That's significant. Yeah. He needs money. Uh, Eli Apple. Bye. Linebacker Jordan Evans. Maybe. Guard Quinton Spain. Bye. Uh, defensive tackle BJ Hill. Stay has to stay. Wide receiver Mike Thomas. You can go. You can go. Corner Jalen Davis. Okay. Uh, corner Trey Flowers. Nah. He is he is a pretty important death piece. Yeah, he is. Uh, corner Darian Phillips. Okay. Uh, wide receiver Auden Tate. So yeah, there's there's some death pieces there, and you have to pay Jesse Bates. You have to pay Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates will make real money on the market. Um, if I'm Cincinnati, I let every offensive lineman I have not named Jonah Williams get the hell out of my building. And even Jonah Williams, I'd consider like just find a trade partner. Like I would rebuild the O-line because it's horrendous. It's, it's objectively terrible. Now let's look at the Rams. Odell Beckham. We both, we both fully expect him to resign with the Rams. I expect him to sign there for cheap, actually. Uh, Joseph Noteboom. Joe Noteboom, okay. Austin Corbett. Okay. That's Brian a lot of O-line. Who's also started. It's also O-line. Yeah. Running backs, Sony Michelle. Wait, Biden. real quick. You just named three O-line starters and Whitworth's probably retiring. So you're telling me their entire starting O-line. Yes. Minus one dude. That's not good. Uh, running back Sony Michelle and Buddy Howell. Sure. John Wolford. I only say him because he started a couple of games. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, here's some pretty big ones on defense. You've got Von Miller, who yep. will get paid. Probably. You've got uh, Traven Howard, an outside linebacker, and Agbonia Okoronku. I do think he didn't he have a good Super Bowl too. He played he's played yeah. he's played pretty well the past few weeks. Troy Reader, inside Troy linebacker. Reader. Significant. Uh Darius Williams, who's one of the better Ram corners. Sure. Um Matt Gay. 
Pro Bowl kicker. Matt Gay had an odd playoff. He did not have that good of a playoff. Yeah, good season, weird playoff. Like left 40 yarders short against Tampa. Very odd. So both of these teams are losing key free agents. And let's not forget Eric Weddle started for yeah, the Rams. Retiring again. Yeah. Again. Right. So uh, I don't know. Need a rebuild. And the Rams, I think they're kind of done. I think the Rams did what they wanted to do. We might see them move some players, actually. I'd I'd start looking at the trade market if I'm the Rams. I would try I, to I don't know what Ramsey. to do. <laughs> I, I would try to move Ramsey. I wouldn't eat that contract. Someone will. I can tell you somebody will. Yes, somebody will. I hope it's not Philly. <laughs> That's all. I just hope it's not Philly. Is yeah, it, are we going to go from F them picks to give me your picks, please? Is that what the Rams are going to be now? Instead I mean, of when, you, when you don't have an offensive line, you kind of need some you picks. Need them picks. That's the way to build it through the draft. Speaking of offensive line, you know who might get traded this uh, offseason? And then who? we'll move on. Who? Houston Texans tackle. Tunzel. Tunzel. Laramie Tunzel again. Laramie Tunzel could probably be okay. Whoever pays more than 1-1 one, one for Laramie Tunzel, you're, cheat, you're, you're, you're getting fleeced. He is so overrated. He's good, and that's it. He's good. He's not... The best tackle in the world. So from one likely trade to another, it was a decent Super Bowl. Let's move on to offseason. Let's do it. It's the best time of the year. It's good work, Stafford. Yeah. Congratulations, Matthew Stafford. Proud of you. Congratulations, Aaron Donald. Congratulations, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson had the day. uh, There is you. Anybody listening to this and Ebtien and I, none of us will have a day as good as Van Jefferson did. He wins a ring and has a baby. Good win. Also, congratulations, Taylor Rapp. He got engaged. <laughs> Taylor Rapp got engaged. Congrats to Whitworth on what is oh, likely yeah. his retirement. 40 years old, playing left tackle in the Super Bowl and played pretty darn well. Uh, and uh and 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 Stafford. I, I've been I've been so in on Matt Stafford for so many years to to finally watch him do exactly what I know, what I knew the entire time he was able to do. And then to watch him react in typical Stafford way of just like, all right, cool. Like he just did. They barely showed him on camera because I don't think he was actually emoting at all. I think he was just like surprised. This was Weddle's first Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Congratulations to Weddle. He deserved one. I think so. Yeah. Was he weirdly with Baltimore at one point? He was with Baltimore. I don't okay, think wait he a minute. Let me make sure. I don't think he did either. I, but as I said, like, yeah, I'm like, wait, he played with Baltimore for like a cup of coffee. Wait a minute. Let me see. I think that was his first one. Yes, it was. Okay. Was um, who else? This this was his first. He did not win. You know what? Congratulations to Kevin O'Connell. The Vikings saw that and they decided to keep on going with you. <laughs> Good works, uh, man special. in charge of special projects. Good work. Oh my god. Good luck in Minnesota. All right. Also, congratulations to the Colts because it looks like you want to trade Carson once. <laughs> Apparently, the reporting is that Carson Wentz's future in Indy looks, and I'm quoting this, bleak. You gave a one. <laughs> you gave a one and a three. Oh, God. You know who the three became? What? Milton Williams, who's playing real good ball for us. 
There's a guy named Milton in the NFL. No, no, dude. I'm, I'll show you some tape on him. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see an angrier third round pick. Well, yeah, he was named Milton. No, <laughs> <laughs> no this dude plays pissed. He's fun. I, I'll show you him. Remember, remember the uh, the tape during the draft last year where Harry Rosen was like getting yelled at by somebody mm-hmm. and all that. It was because we took Milton and Detroit took somebody else. I forget yeah. who it was, but we got like we got sniped one pick ahead. Milton's played very well. I don't think they're complaining anymore. I I wouldn't be because he I love who's the Detroit guy. I forget. I'm gonna check while while you talk about Carson once. Oh, oh, well, don't mind if I do. Carson Wentz stinks. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is so funny. The Colts thought they had the golden ticket, and they got fleeced by themselves. It was defensive tackle Aleem McNeil. That's who it was. And yeah. uh, the Eagles drafted defensive tackle Milton Williams. Yeah. Milt, Milt's played well. I, I got no complaints about that. Milt's played real well. If that dude, the other guy made the playoff or a uh, pro bowl, I would have been complaining a little bit more, but Milt's had a good year. Um, very, very happy with what I wanted it to. I wanted it to be a Mon St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. I knew it was, I knew it was a DT. Okay. I could have told you that I knew, I knew it was the same position. So listen, Indy, here, here's your problem. Here's, here's here's the problem. <laughs> you can't trade him for a bag of chips. He can't play. He's going it, to Denver, isn't he? It, maybe. <laughs> I don't know where he goes. I really don't have a clue. He doesn't fit anywhere. You know what? He might work at, I don't know, Tampa. They have the money for it. Does Tampa have any money? Tennessee, do they have any money? No, but Tennessee's sticking with Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, Washington, do they have any money? That might work. All these teams are bad. Like, you're understanding the trend. Tampa is probably going to downspin. Does it, to, to downspin. it is not the year to need a quarterback. I think we've, I think we've figured it, it, that out. You know what's funny is that it is and isn't. It is if you're ready to win. It's not if you're not. If you're still building your team, wait a year. Going for if you're trying to win, Russ. Okay, Russ. You go after Russ or Watson if all that crap clears. Oh God. Well, I, I understand. Oh God, and I share that. I share you want, that. You setup. want? Wait, wait. You want to know who's who? Tampa's getting. Who? I tell you what. Florida doesn't give a damn about Deshaun Watson's legal problems. <laughs> Miami didn't. Although Ross might not have that opportunity soon, he might be out of the league. Um, what's great is that Ross and Snyder might both be gone, which uh, you know you have three teams for sale all at once. Those two in Denver. How crazy is that? And Jeff Bezos buys all three. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> he can't. He's not. He's not allowed to own more than one. If Bezos, uh, like say Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos. If he buys a team, does never mind. I, I answered my own stupid question. What were you gonna say? I was like, does Amazon have to give up theirs? I'm like, wait, he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> right. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, how much money until I can do it? 
How much money do you let me do it? Would you like to go to Mars or have an NFL team? <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos is like, I can do both, bitch. Por que no los dos, bitches? I can pay for a city to move a bridge from my yacht. <laughs> you see 3,000 people have signed like a Facebook group to go egg the yacht when it goes through. Yeah. I'm so ready. I want that. I want that live stream. Somebody's got to get those guys a Twitch. Get them a Twitch channel. I'll watch the hell out of that. All right. So Carson Wentz is not long for Indianapolis. He should also be egged. Uh, what's funny about Carson Wentz is that when Carson, when the spotlight gets hot, there's one thing you can always count on Carson Wentz to do: fail, fail to Jacksonville. <laughs> fail. Still my favorite game of the season. It lost by 20. <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. Like, it's not like Jacksonville got it done on, like, a fourth down play. Jacksonville controlled the game. You had a potential MVP caliber season out of your running back. Carson played decent ball most of the year. Pretty decent defense. You lose to Jacksonville by 20. <laughs> All you had to do was win. A Jacksonville team. All they had to do was win, and they probably would have won a playoff game. Yeah. All they had to do was win. Who were they playing? Who would they play? Cincy. They would have played Cincy. That's not a bad matchup for them. They might have beaten Cincy. <laughs> they might have beaten Cincy. Oh, well. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. What's great is tonight when we're when we're done with our news segment for the day, guys, we're telling you, we already told you last week, we're bringing you our list of wide receivers. We're getting going. It is time for the offseason. We we're going to start talking about rookies. Mm. We got 16 to talk about. We had 17, and then we learned something today. But when, before we get to that, what I was going to say was they could be in on most of these guys, but if they don't have a quarterback to throw to any of them, why do you need one? It's what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Hey, Sam Ellinger, <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> do it. Do it. Be really funny if they trade Carson Wentz for a third round pick. They go ahead and draft. Oh my God, him. I just figured out what it is. What? Oh no, they can't afford that. No, you think Kirk Cousins? No, I was going to say New Orleans. No, they can't afford that. They can't even come close to it. I was going to well, say, actually, actually, no. Carson might be getting cut. No, I understand that. I was going to say trade him for Ian Book, but um, but Ian Book is Ian. Book. But Ian Book is Ian Book, and Carson Wentz is just Carson Wentz. <laughs> Ian Book is just John Book in Scottish. We uh, we started getting into like football cards and the amount of Ian Book cards that we have seen. Oh my god. <laughs> People are like, oh, my God, it's a rookie Ian Book card. And the guys are like plastic sleeve the card. We're like, why? It's Ian. It's Book. Ian Book. <laughs> Who gives a crap? Yeah, he's a rookie. So what? Jalen Rieger was a rookie at one point. I pulled a Jalen. We played these things called box breaks. So you would like pay to you would get you win an eBay auction to get like all the players from a certain team. And I'd been on the Eagles. I bid on the Eagles and I got like a, like a rare variant of Jalen Rieger. So I basically covered a lump of dog crap with like glitter. You have a great coaster now. <laughs> Golly. Rough. Sorry, Rieger. I just, you know, I don't mean to be that harsh. I just, you just didn't. It ain't working, Chief. Anyway, Carson Lentz. 
I, I every time I read his name now, I just laugh. I really do. It's it's it makes me giddy because he's such a he's such a he's an epic fail right now. Watch if his uh, knee, if he's if his knee never went, will we be talking differently about Carson Wentz? Oh, very easily. Do you think? Here's the thing. Every time I watch Josh Allen play, I'm reminded of 2017 Carson, <laughs> and that's every time I see it, I'm just like, this is what he could have been. This is what he was. He was that. And then, thanks, Rams. You took it from us. Now you took it from the Colts. Now, now you're forgiven. This is funny because you're not going to get picks for this. This is a cut. This is a cut bait scenario. Good thing you have such a huge amount of cap space. And there's no comp. If they cut him, you don't get comp picks. There's nothing. You will have traded a one and a three for nothing. You would have traded a one and a three to lose to the Jaguars. To lose to Jacksonville <laughs> in week 18. All right, let's, let's move on. <laughs> From one overrated quarterback to another, Derek Carr reports today that his extension may look something to the tune of $40 million a year. And I laugh at this number because it seems very high. So uh, current reporting is that it would be a two-year extension. I just realized the way you're talking and the way I'm talking today, you're, you sound sane and I sound like the left brain. Okay. I just sound like I've lost it and you're just like, you, you sound like NPR and I sound like Spike TV. That's what it sounds like right now. I'm fine with this dynamic. Bring more attitude. You got to bring the gas, MT. All right. I'll do that when we talk about wide receiver. I need more gas. Hint, hint. There's one wide receiver I just don't like. We both don't like him. We know who it is. Anyways. There's also a receiver that kind of isn't one. Anyways, current rumor um, is that it would be an extension on top of the current contract. Derek Carr is due, I think it's $19 million. And some change this year, and he would add uh, forty million per year on the next two, so it'd be three years, averages to just around thirty-three million. If that happens, I'm more than fine with that contract. Yeah, fire the agent. If that happens, fire the agent. So uh, this got me curious, right? To look at quarterback contracts because you know, with the cap going every year, quarterback contracts kind of just raise like crazy. Sure, but do you really want to be the next one to get to forty? Like, there's other quarterbacks that should get there before Carr. So let's look at it. So number one, obvious, Mahomes at forty. Mahomes, the Mahomes boy. Allen at forty-three. Uh, Prescott's at forty. I forgot about that. He is. Yeah, that's there. It doesn't uh, look so great right now. Deshaun Watson's at 39, not looking too good right now. Uh, Russell Wilson at 35. That looks Jared, amazing. Jared Goff is the ninth. Not the ninth. Jared so Goff, that's rough. <laughs> Jared Goff is paid 33.5. Aaron Rodgers is paid 33.5. Kirk Cousins, 33. Carson Wentz, 32. Ryan 30, Ryan Tannehill 29.5, Garoppolo 27.5. Coming in at a steal, Matthew Stafford was only paid 27 million this year. Yeah, baby. Uh, Carr's contract averages out to 25 per year. Uh, Tom Brady 25. Okay, so um, 
And you got Kyler Murray that's going to get a contract soon. Baker. Who knows? Yeah, Stay who tuned. knows? That's going to get messy before it gets clean. Yeah, I'm looking at to see if there's any other quarterbacks that will be getting contracts. The, the point you're making is a is a fair one. Derek Carr is better than a good than, than a couple of those guys that are paid higher than he is. The man's due for a raise. If you're telling me Derek, what, what was Derek Carr's number? Twenty what was it? Twenty. So something? the contract averaged out to twenty five per year, but this year he got paid I think twenty. Or no, next yeah. year he will be paid twenty. Derek Carr needs a raise. It, 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 it's it's pretty simple. He had a good season. He should be, he should be paid commensurately with that. That's that's completely fair. $40 million a year does not hit the ear right with regards to Derek Carves. It just doesn't for me. I, I, I think of 40, and I think of a franchise guy for the next six, seven years of my life, and I'm sorry, I don't think Derek Carr will be there that long. Really? I don't think – I hear – see, like, the thing is, I think 40 – like, I think, I think like, what he should be paid, like, if you ask me what I want to pay him, it's 35 is like okay. where I'm like, yeah. 35, I, I, I'd go with you on that. My number is 32, but – Oh, my number two. I'm looking at a steal. No, no, I understand yeah. it, but that's what that's the value I'd place on Carr. If if I I would open with thirty, which is ten million up. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you from the negotiation perspective. Well, actually, no, it's ten million up this year, but it's only five million up from his contract yearly. That's fine. I'm still going AAV at thirty. Okay. If his AAV is twenty five, I'll go AAV thirty, which is okay. a raise. That's a twenty something percent raise. Mm-hmm. In it's, Nevada it's a, now. That's a twenty five percent. That's a twenty percent raise. Literally a twenty percent raise in Nevada which is really good. He should be looking at that and be like, all right, it's at least respectable. He'll come back with 40. I won't answer the phone. He'll then come back with 38. Because if I give him any contract with a four in front of it, it's for a year and $4. Like, cause I'm not 40 million is bananas for that. For a quarterback over the age of 30, that is still very good, but I'm not, the Raiders, I just don't view the Raiders as a team that is two years or one year from contention. I know they got to the playoffs. I do not care. If you play that Raider-Charger game a million times, it will 50-50 out. Because that game was so odd. It's just, I, I don't look at it as Carr is the reason they're decent. They're, you know, but he he's... Oh, this year it was... It was I, I understand. It, your, um, the team itself is not good enough to warrant the $40 million, okay, we got to go do it now because you're not in now mode. So I want to look at the like what the next round of contracts is. You got Kyler this year, right? Was it, it, like It's supposed to be this year. Lamar Jackson we forgot about. I didn't forget about Lamar. I did. Uh, Russell Wilson's an unrestricted free agent. In 2024. Yeah, two years. So, yeah, he, he will be getting an extension soon. He'll get one probably. If, if he goes to a new team, he'll get one. Oh, wow. Wilson's only getting 24 this next year. He's probably due for a raise. He's getting an extension. The way I see it is in a year, 40 will be looking like the new 35. And that's fine. I still wouldn't give him 35. 40... You don't want to be the precedent sent setter with Derek Carr. Just you I don't think the president. I think the president set was Dak Prescott at forty. No, because Derek. Listen, you you could ask if you were to ask thirty two teams in the NFL right now who would they rather have Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? I think thirty one of them would say Dak Prescott. 
And I think the Raiders would say Carr because Dak Prescott's a significantly younger player that has shown yeah. higher upside. It, it, Although it, I he, did not like Prescott in the playoffs this year. It, I understand that. And that's, yeah. that's a valid complaint, but to say that Dak Prescott's upside isn't clearly oh, there. Yeah. Prescott does have better. Upside. His upside's ridiculous yeah. and he's significantly younger. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guy that I just sound like Collinsworth. There's a guy. Yeah. Today, Derek, if you need to win one quarter or one game, maybe Carr's your better quarterback. Especially if it's the fourth quarter. But fair and lol. But Dak Prescott, and this is coming from an Eagle fan, Dak Prescott is a capable, quality quarterback in this league. You know what's uh, – this is not even on Prescott. This is just with the Cowboys in general. What's wrong with the Cowboys offense? You have CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper. coaches it. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Zika Elliott, Tony Pollard. I understand. Why does it not work? Yes. That is all I have. Do you understand how much every part of a team goes into every other part of a team working? It's just that it's the nature. You can have a million great players on it. If your GM sucks, your owner sucks, your coach sucks, the team won't be good. The Dolphins built a good football team. Ross, a bad guy. No playoffs. Washington, a few years ago, built a decent football team. Didn't make the playoffs with it. Bad owner. Failure. All right, so let's wrap this up. How much would you be willing to pay Lamar Jackson? Let's, let's, do, like a, let's do like a guideline of the people that are going to get contracts in like the next two years. How much would you, you, you started with? You started with by far the hardest one. Really? Okay, let's start off, yeah. with, let's start off with an easier one. How much would you extend Russell Wilson for? Russell Wilson breaks 35. I, I put Wilson I think at 30. Russell Wilson breaks 40. Maybe. Because you Maybe. have Prescott I, there at 40. Listen, I, I'm looking at it from, a, from the perspective of Russell Wilson is not going to enter negotiations with the Mahomes number. He won't. Because no. if he does, he'll be laughed out of the room. So, I, 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 you know I look at Wilson and I see a top five quarterback. I, I know the guy's unbelievable. I, listen, if you want to, if, if your question is my prediction or what I would offer him, they're different numbers. Prediction, he'll break 40. Okay, so what's your prediction and what's your offer? We'll do that for all these quarterbacks, then we'll move on. Ross, I'd offer 37 and a half. I think he'd get 40 to 42. I think, I think you're, I think I would offer Russ 40, and I think he would take 42. Yeah. I don't think he's getting to 45. I don't think anyone is getting to 45. No, there's a clear limit to this. Yeah. Burrow and Herbert are the next two that you can look at as potential at 45. That's those are the next two in the league today that could potentially get there. And not we should, counting we actually talk about Burn Herbert. Well, I'm gonna say not counting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Rodgers is a weird situation. I, let's not do that because it, it kind of doesn't, it doesn't even correlate. It's gonna be its own thing. So Burrow and Herbert, I think we can both agree we would expect an extension talk to start happening after the end of next season, assuming yep. everything continues to progress. At the end of next year, as long as both guys are still as good as they've been. Yes. So with Burrow and Herbert together. I think I would offer 40, and I think we would get 45. <laughs> I think you're going to look at 45 for Burrow. I think you're going to look at 42 for Herbert. I think that's what you're going to say. Because of the Super Bowl tax. And if I were, yeah, I mean, even, listen, if Herbert goes in next year and wins the damn thing, then you're going to see those numbers flip. You're going to go to 50. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see the numbers flip. Yeah. Um, but, you know, either the Chargers got mad good or Herbert did. Here's the problem. The Chargers are cash poor. Mm. So... Yeah, who's going to pay it? 
Is it the Chargers? Or New Orleans? Or is it it New Orleans? It was the team with no money (laughs) with negative $74 million. I I don't know. I, I know that they're both worth over $40 million. I know that they'll both likely break $40 million. Either guy under 40, fire the agents, mm-hmm. elect that general manager president of this country mm-hmm. because they need a promotion. All right. That's elite level work. Kirk Cousins. He is worth zero dollars and zero cents. Kirk Cousins will be a free agent in 2023. Who gives a crap? How much would you offer him? Zero. I would not offer him anything. You would not offer Kirk Cousins a single thing. Any team, give me, tell me what team I am. It will depend on the team. Okay, you are Denver. Thirty, not a dollar more. Okay, you are. He's going to go ring chase, so I can get him for less money. Okay, so, yeah. So you're Tampa, right? Because Stafford's at twenty-five. Stafford's at twenty-seven. That d- fine. Same same difference. Speaking of Stafford, he's a free agent in 2023. What do the Rams? Yeah, he is a ring now. He has to break 30. Oh, of course. But what would you offer him? Seven trillion dollars. No, um, I think I'd offer him like, 33. I think I'd offer him 35. Yeah, I, I, I think it ends up at 35. Yeah, and that, but I'm, I'm saying we're doing 35 on like a three year deal. It's not going to be four or five or six. It's a shorter deal. Uh, no, and, and you know what? And I'll even guarantee a good chunk of it. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, of the third, was it 30, 35 on three, 70, 105, I'll be 80 to 90? I, I guarantee 65 to 75 million. I think you got to guarantee 80. I agree with you. That's why, I start, <laughs> that's why I'm starting low. Okay. Uh, two quarterbacks are going to be on different teams next year Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo. Carson Wentz gets 20. Base salary gets 20. You know why it's 20? Because you know the amount of money they owe Carson Wentz if he's on the roster on March 15th? 15 million, right? 15 million. You're going to take that number, you're going to negotiate it in free agency. One year, 20 million, period. That's what he's going to get. If he gets much higher than that, I will be surprised. Jimmy Garoppolo is currently at what, 27? Jimmy Garoppolo is at 27 and a half. You might see a similar number because that's about his going rate. Because it's not like he's played like crap. He's just played like him. Is Jimmy better or worse than Carson Wentz? On the right I don't team. know. On the right team, I think he's better. Sure. At a baseline, I like Carson's upside oh, yeah. more. But Carson's upside seems like it's very long gone. All right, last two. Then I think we have a, a pretty finished picture. A good idea. Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. That's hard. Matt Ryan's tricky. We have to still touch Lamar Jackson real quick. But oh, yeah. Matt Ryan's hard. What's he Current, at right now? Currently at uh, 30 average per year. Go, and, ring cha- go ring chase at 30. Oh, oh, that number is, is going to drop, though. It's 23, and it's 23 uh, million. In 2022 and 2023, it's 28 million. So I'm not really- convinced. I'm not convinced Matt Ryan is a Falcon next year. I think he is next year. We'll see. He's yeah. not getting younger, and and he is starting to show some some age. I think he's been showing some. Play, he played. He still had a pretty darn good season. He just you know 
a little bit of age, too few targets this season with Ridley having to having to step away. Pitts is unreal, but you know you need a little bit more than just one tight end that's actually an Adonis. I'd give him thirty to go ring chase. That's what and I would do. Tannehill is making twenty nine this coming year. Tannehill will get to twenty two and a half. And Tannehill's then, number has to drop. Okay. Yeah, after the after the collapse that we saw, he really gave the he gave it away. So Lamar Jackson, that's a problem. That's a problem, and it's made more of a problem because he doesn't have a damn agent. This is a nightmare for for Baltimore. If you're Baltimore, you are terrified of this. Because you're going to come up with, well, you don't have a whole lot of playoff success. And he's going to come back with, but I want MVP. Yeah. And then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he did win MVP. The problem is the arm has plateaued. And that's not what you wanted to see. Which sucks because it was getting there. It was getting better. Yeah. And then it, it was getting better. And then it stopped. Yeah. It got to the top and just didn't do anything. But stop moving. So I don't know what to do with him. I think Lamar at the end gets 42. You know what I would do? You know what I would do if I was Baltimore? Honest what? to God. Franchise tag him? No, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Never. If you franchise tag Lamar Jackson, you made a mistake. That is called an error. Uh, that's called whoever did it should be fired. Twice. Uh, I would I would look for a trade. I, I honestly would. I would really? I would look around. I would see what the market value is. Call Seattle. Listen, if I like a deal, I make it. If I look at the deals and it coincides with what Baltimore thinks his value is, sign his ass. For whatever that amount of money is. If it's 33, 35, do it. I, I got to be honest with you. If it's 33, 35, it was already done by now. <laughs> I understand. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> so it's over 40. I know the price has to be over 40. The man won MVP. And that really hurts Baltimore's bargaining power. Yep. Like it, it really hurts Baltimore's bargaining power. It's 42. It might be. Is 42, and I guarantee you it's like top loaded. And like the first now here's my question is uh, over 45. They, if, if Baltimore does what's good for them, they'll incentive laden the hell out of it, but they probably can't. If I were you, here, here, you and I, we can do this in unison and musically. Okay. Emptine, you're the Baltimore GM. Would you pay Lamar Jackson 42 million? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't agree. Damn, that would have been funny. Oh, 42? Can I put a contract out in it? <laughs> when when do you want the out? Two years. I'll give you three. I'll give you three on a five-year deal. At 42? Yep. I make it. On 43. Yeah. Okay, so 43 over five years, that's what, 215? Is that what that is? Is that 215? Yeah. 160 guaranteed. Do you do it? No. No. 140 guaranteed. No. Then you ain't making that deal.
120. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. The only reason Mahomes got half his contract and no more was because of how long the contract is. That's the only reason. He's not getting a 12. He's not getting a 10-year deal. If Baltimore gives Lamar Jackson a 10-year deal, you know who wins that <laughs> negotiation? Football. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson plays a brand of ball that will get him hurt. That he wins. Oh, speaking of Lamar Jackson, we forgot about one more person. Kyler Murray. Not going to do it yet. Let's go to the Hall of Fame snubs. Right. I'm, I'm really not touching Kyler yet. All right. Hall of Fame snubs. Let's do these quickly because we got to get to our wideouts and we're not. I want to make sure we keep this respectable length. Hall of Fame snubs. I'm not even going to talk about the class. Cliff Branch, great. I'm, I don't know if he really belonged in there, but fine. Tony Baselli is the one guy. Sam Mills, Tony Baselli, and Dick Vermeil. Cool. Those three, fine. How did DeMarcus Ware not get a first ballot Hall of Fame? How is that possible? How insulting can you be? DeMarcus freaking Ware? Devin Hester? Really? Nothing. Nothing for those two guys. You can't tell the story of the NFL without Devin Hester, and you're not putting him in the Hall first ballot? I'm more okay with Hester not being a first ballot. Disgusting, MT. Greatest kick returner of all time. You're going to keep him out. I wouldn't. Both those men would have had my votes. Both of them. I don't know. I Hall of Fame voting is busted. The fact that those two men did not make it. Zach Thomas still hasn't made it. That's disgusting. Jared Allen is less disgusting to me, but he probably should make it. No, I don't think Jared Allen should have been a first ball, first ballot. Jared well, he wasn't first ballot, but oh. Jared Allen. The problem with Jared Allen is Jared Allen was so Jared Allen's weird tendency where he would have a really amazing season and then go quiet, and then have a really amazing season and go quiet, and then amazing. You get the point. It was weird. I don't know. I, I, the Hall of Fame seems weird to me. Meanwhile, Richard Sherman's out here saying Matt Stafford doesn't belong there. If he gets in, the bar's too low. Cliff Branch had three Pro Bowl seasons. What are you talking about bar's too low? Cliff Branch needed to be in the Hall of Fame before a lot of other wide receivers that got in ahead of him. The man led in playoff yards until Jerry Rice. Who and is Jerry Rice? <laughs> crap playoff yards. Yeah, he was one of crap. Best. I don't care about that. It's a, that's such a dumb stat. Playoff yards. For like what were you doing career. the first four months? Basically, his entire career. The Raiders either made to the Super Bowl or lost in the playoffs. And that's because of the wide receiver. I mean, Etienne, the man, Etienne, the man had the man had two seasons, two seasons of a thousand yards or more. I understand it was more of a running game in the seventies and eighties, but he had two seasons of a thousand yards or more. He had two seasons where he broke ten touchdowns. Another one where he broke. Tired as the league's career playoff record holder for receptions and receiving yards until uh, in, the play- in the playoffs. Yeah, in a, absolutely. That's fine. 
74 playoff and all pro, 75 playoff and all pro, 76 playoff and all pro, 77 play. Uh, I'm sorry, Pro Bowl and all pro for all those. 77 Pro Bowl. That was his last Pro Bowl. When did he retire, MT? 1985. He played more seasons after his final Pro Bowl season than before it. Off a cliff. He finished with 501 receptions, 8,685 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's more than Lynn Swan, Charlie Joyner, and John Stallworth, all who were inducted ahead of him. Lynn Swan has four rings. Lynn Swan has four rings. I'm not a believer that Lynn Swan should be in there, for what it's worth, because I don't like the rings as the tiebreaker. But no, <laughs> just no. He's... He's one of the least hardware hardware tied receivers in the Hall of Fame. We do need to be more discerning with who gets in. And somehow they drew the line against a top 10 all-time pass rusher and the single greatest return man in NFL history. What? For, for a receiver that will not crack anyone's top 20 ever. Don't see it happening. We got one more bit of news, and then we got to get to these receivers. I think we kind of want to. What is this like? Our P, this isn't like a PSA, is it? It's like a like a a show yeah. position. It's like our position of a, on the show. Aaron Rodgers. We think he's staying. I'm like 90% there, actually, that he is staying. Yeah, we think he's staying. And we're annoyed by it. Our current belief is that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay in Green Bay. Because when he won the MVP the other day, which, yeah, he probably deserved it, he thanked Brian Gutekunst. How the hell are you thinking, Brian? (laughs) How are you thinking, Brian? You made it clear that the reason you wanted to leave was Brian. (laughs) And now, hey, thanks, Brian. You and your breaking bad hair. Like, what are we doing? Like, is Green Bay lost? Are they confused? They're trying to last dance their last dance. (laughs) They're trying to last dance the last dance. Maybe this time they'll draft a receiver. By the way, hell of a class to do it. By the way, by the way, I bet you Jordan Love's got trade value. I bet you he's got some, like second round pick trade value. Oh, you should call Ghostbusters, <laughs> Indy, Indy. Oh my God, <laughs> they should do that. Br- trade Love and bring Carson in as the backup. Oh God, I don't even want to think about it. Let's talk about receivers. All right, we have 16 wide receivers. We had 17. But, yeah, 16 you know. receivers. What happened to the 17th receiver, Abdeen? Joseph Nagata from Clemson made the correct choice um, and didn't declare. Yeah, we looked at tape of him. There wasn't a ton of it. 47 career catches. Is that what we saw? <laughs> yep. He was on a lot of big boards, and then all of a sudden today when we're finalizing the list, we see that he's no longer on any big boards. So we're operating under the belief that Joseph Ngata is not going to the NFL draft. You know who also is? 
Clemson because he's on their 2022-2023 roster. Yeah, he's listed on the roster in the depth chart. Um, okay, I guess you're not coming. That's a so, very smart choice. I'm it's, very it's, happy. It's funny because we had him at 16th out of 17. Mm-hmm. So it took him leaving to move our first guy up to 16. Uh, <laughs> what's funny, though, about this list, I guess there's tiers to this. There's clear tiers. The top five are players we legitimately love. Mm-hmm. We actually love all five of them. And the separation between all five is actually not that much. You know what's crazy about this top five? What? I wouldn't blink if any of them are picked in the top 15. I wouldn't either. If you if you took any of these guys over another one, I wouldn't be stunned. I think players one, two, and three are more well-rounded. I agree. Than four and five are. And I think that's what our breakdown was. And I think I think we're gonna well we'll talk about all of them a little bit. Fair warning: the first six people we're gonna talk about, we're not gonna say much about them. Yep. Because their picks, their number 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. And 16 is gonna probably see the least amount of discussion. So this is how we're gonna do this. I am going to say the player, the college, their size. The rounds that we're seeing them go and what we would grade them. And then we will give you some analysis and team fits if we feel like it. Yeah, some team fits. We got some player comps, a little bit of analysis. We'll read off our notes a little bit and then we'll elaborate a little bit. At number 16. No, no, number 16. You're going to do that for every number and then I'll do the intro for them and then we can move on. Okay, let's do that. Let's find, well, you have to say it first so that I know when to say the number. Okay. Number 16. Appalachian State Jalen Virgil. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah is going to love this one. He's 6'1, 210. Uh, we see him in mock drafts going in the fourth round, but we have a five or six grade on him. Special teamer through and through. Yeah, the, the reason we have him on this list is because his position is listed at wide receiver. Yeah. If you are using him as a wide receiver, you are probably using him wrong. Yeah. Uh, we, he's a punt return specialist. He can make a big play because something that you'll notice is a pretty consistent statement we'll make on some of these guys. Jalen Virgil is fast as hell. Oh, yeah. He's fast. His 40 time is currently listed at like 446, 448. His game speed's faster than that. Mm-hmm. Promise. Watching it, it just looks ridiculous. And uh, no combine invite, right? Yeah, weird. No combine invite for this guy. Very strange. Uh, I I would have loved to have seen him run a forty. Look forward to his pro day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think we can both agree this is a special teamer. Uh, his speed will keep him from being undrafted. Our best team fits were just teams that were ranked low in special teams. Green honestly. Bay. <laughs> Green Bay. Green Bay is our favorite one by yeah. a lot. They need a return man. It's a good one. All right, let's move on. Let's do it. Number 15. Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Six foot 190. We have a third round grade on him. Anything to say about Khalil Shakir? Yeah, I, I we wrote it. Running, running, and more running. Yeah. Uh, great, pretty good hands. Um, almost weird the way he catches the football. 
pretty slippery. Um, and we wrote here, can take the top off a of defense. You're damn right. But we love him in the slot. Yeah. You should not be using him on the outside. That is a slot receiver. And it's six foot one ninety. That's your prototypical slot size. I like the player comp we put on him. We got him as a one inch taller Christian Kirk. Uh, this is the type of guy that uh, you play against a zone heavy defense. He can eat it out alive. Easy. Yeah. Easy. He can beat up on a zone fast. The way you should play him is put a man offline, give him space underneath, and then just get to him. If 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 you can't get to him, he's going to cause you problems. Mm-hmm. He's a very good complimentary piece for a, for for a team. You, keep in mind, we're saying this about a guy we have ranked fifteenth. Mm-hmm. We're going to have good things to say about everybody here. This is a hell of a class for white. It's receiver. a great class. These guys are fun. That's why we wanted to start with the wideouts. This was fun tape to go through. The only not so fun tape was David and Gata <laughs> or Joseph and Gata. Who's David? We even have a David on this yeah, list. We we do have a David. We will get to. Oh, a David. that's not even what I was thinking of. I think I was confusing him with Ross. Yeah, who we will get to as well. Um, so, all right, but yeah, no, I Khalil, Khalil Shakir. I love Boise State players because I love their I love their field. But um, this, I mean, I mean, who knows? Dallas could use a slot guy. Kellen Moore is a Boise State guy. Why not? Could be a good fit. Number fourteen. At number 14, we have Alec Pierce. Whoa! A playoff wide receiver at 14th. You guys are crazy. Desmond Ritter's uh, Cincinnati target, 6'3", 213. We've seen Mox taking him in the third and the fourth. We have him basically the same as a third-round pick. Um, He's a weird one. <laughs> he, he needs coaching. He needs coaching in a bad way. Yeah. The, the the one thing we noticed, and I'm gonna make sure I, I'm gonna pull up his uh, his his sheet for this year mm-hmm. because we didn't believe it. When we were watching his tape, we were like, "Huh, why isn't he rated a little bit higher?" Because the talent's there. Like that, the, he's clearly a talented guy. And played the year, 52 catches for 880 something, 884, yeah. eight touchdowns. But something weird happens in some of these games where he just isn't there at all. He plays he, – here's – I'm just I'm not going to say he's playing in every game, but I'll just say real quick, every game he played, he played almost every – I think he played every game. And this is the number of receptions he made in each game. Two, two, five, six, six, one, five, two, five, three, three, eight, two, two. There's a chunk of games where he's just not a factor. He's such a weird player. He's he just robbed. vanishes. He's robbed. He's 6'3, 213. And you know what he was running the most? Go routes. Go routes. <laughs> yeah. And he was so fast. His 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 season long reception was 53. It's not bad. But every game, I mean, if he caught uh, the Navy game is the weird one for me because he caught five passes for 37, yeah. which was we that's weird. How low that a 7.4 per catch. Uh, only other single digit catch. Uh, you, you, uh, you played uh, USF three catches for 24 Bama two for 17. That was disguised. Ugly. I mean, it was a bad game, but I mean, he played Notre Dame six for 144 played in Indiana five for 86 
played Tulsa, five for 113. Eastern Carolina, eight for 136. Talent's there. This is a this is a player that needs the right team fit. N- needs a good team fit and needs coaching. Our best team fits, we don't even have them listed. We just say the weird ones. Exactly. It's an odd player. <laughs> With the only player comp, we didn't know. When we were watching him, it's like, who the hell is this? I couldn't figure it out. Somebody, somebody on Bleach Report wrote Eric Decker. Okay. Sure. I guess. Body type similar. Um, I think he gets a bump from the fact that Desmond Ritter was his quarterback. Yeah. Uh, without that, I could see him going in the fifth or sixth round, actually. Sure. But uh, if if you have a good wide receiver coach, if you coach him up, he could be a weapon. There's something here. You yeah. just need to crack the code. All right, moving on. Number 13. Sky with two Y's more from Western Michigan. Give me the size. 5'10", 195. Yeah, so here's the thing. I like this guy a little more than Abteen did. Mm -hmm. I might have put him two spots higher, but not convincingly. I The projected rounds we've seen him go were four. I would not be shocked to see him in the three. Because I think he's going to have himself a heck of a combine and a heck of an off, a heck of a workout period. I I look at him and I see Brandon Cooks, and I, I see think that's the perfect analysis. And and I see a diet Steve Smith. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean the good one, not the Giants one. Um, I saw another player comp for Randall Cobb. Okay, I I, I see that one too. Um, he's fast. He runs a great route. He knows how to separate. It's that simple. Get him the ball. Yeah. He can catch the ball. He's not, he doesn't seem like a catch liability. Get on the ball, let him run. He he looks like the uh, an elite level complimentary weapon. That's a guy that can really give defenses problems. I want to see him on the Rams. Rams would be a really good fit for him. If they lose, if this is like 2 2 out. Well, 2 2 out was good. Yeah. You know, is that actually is what it is. It's what that guy, I mean, he's a little bigger than Tutu, I think, but he is. uh, I I like him in New Orleans. We have him in New England as a good fit. Houston, they have Cooks. Mm -hmm. If Cooks go somewhere else, you can fill them with this. Um, There's there's plenty of teams this guy could fit on. Chicago, you'll, if you guys were looking at our document, you'll notice Chicago, you would notice Chicago and Cleveland on almost every single one of these players Mm -hmm. because our general thing is they need receivers. And then we also have Tennessee, and I think that's a really good complimentary weapon to uh, add with A.J. Brown. All right. We've cracked number 12, John. Let's do it. Number 12. Clemson's Justin Ross. Also with a Y. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Justin Ross has problems. He big, Um, though. We've seen him as high as two, honestly, round two, mm-hmm. but uh, mostly round three. We have him as a round four prospect, and uh, we have him being a perfect fit for Jacksonville. Yeah, we like him. Jacksonville and only Jacksonville. He's 6'4", 205. It's a DJ Chark replacement. A player comp we saw was Marvin Jones. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. He missed the entire 2020 season due to a congenital neck and spine injury. 
That is a flag on top of a flag, and it's all painted red. And then he broke his ankle in 2021. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. I remember DJ. I I do not know how to pronounce the Clemson quarterback's last name, so I'm just going to call him DJ. DJ had like a really good high school grade coming out, and dear God, has it not translated? Because the tape we watched of him trying to throw to Ross and Joseph Mangata was just not good. Uh, Here's a little uh, sneak peek on the quarterback's grade. We wrote had an absolutely dreadful quarterback. Well, he's not in this draft. He, he's fortunately not in this draft. Yeah, but I mean, he's still getting hyped for next year for some reason. Yeah, tune in and tune in for next year when we rip DJ a new one. He's going to uh, be Zach Wilson of 2022. And Teen said, "Well, I'm probably not." <laughs> Teen said something when we were watching the t- when we were watching the um, the tape, and I majorly wrote it down in quotes because I wanted to make sure we repeated this. Abteen, there's a very rare moment when we're watching film where Abteen says a thing, and I'm just like, that is exactly what I was thinking. He nailed it. Unremarkable, but potentially reliable. I can dig it. At 6'4", I'd like to see you at 215. He's not that. I'd like to see you healthy. He's not that. He seems like he's got decent hands, but it seems like if he's not getting good QB play, he vanishes. We had like we're describing Marvin Jones. (laughs) We we right. We had the exact same thing written here for Justin Ross. We have for Joseph Bengata. He shouldn't have declared. Yep. He had another year of eligibility. We don't think he should be in this draft. But since he is, and since the tape does say some good things, and we think the ceiling is probably higher than the four people we mentioned before, he slots in here at number twelve. He very clearly and honestly pretty easily can have a better NFL career than his college tape. No question. The the, the raw gifts are there. The gifts are there. He doesn't need the guidance necessarily. He just needs to stay freaking healthy. And he needs a quarterback that can hit him in the numbers. Justin Ross getting an opportunity to play with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. It's probably going to work. So we'll see. Number 11. David Bell from Purdue. 6'2", 205. We've seen him going in round two. We have a round three grade on him. And speaking of round two, we see a wide receiver too. <laughs> yeah, we, we had for, for, what was it, for Justin Ross, we had unremarkable but potentially reliable for david bell we have unremarkable but extremely reliable yeah he it's a it's a high football iq he knows where to be on the field his balance is great he's like sneaky elusive doesn't show propensity to drop the ball obviously the tape we're watching is probably we're not going to see the ball drop too too much although we did watch full game tape so we would have seen the drops we didn't see much of it yeah uh, we so yeah we we watch we didn't just watch highlights of these guys we watched their bad plays we watched their good plays. Um, Remember that when you hear some of the surprises. Oh yeah, he catches with the hands, and and a lot of college players don't do that so much. And the one thing we didn't write down here that I will also say is David Bell is one of only a handful of guys on this list that also showed a propensity to try to NFL catch it. Yeah, 
where he tried to get two feet. And you only need one in college, but he almost looked like he was instinctively going for that second foot. I I think there's value in that because it means he's been practicing it. I think he's a wide receiver too in the NFL. Um, I think the perfect way to describe David Bell is solid. Diet Mike Williams. Yeah. That's um, what it feels like. If you if your team drafts him and we're right, I think you'll be very happy. Yeah. We're in the top 10, John. We are in the top 10. I'm going to do this one. Number 10, John Mechie. There's your first surprise. Alabama, six foot one ninety-five. The more we watch Mechie, the farther he drops on this list. Yeah, I, I like if John Mechie, if if the draft were up to us entirely, John Mechie would be begging us to stop watching his tape. Yeah, because the more we've watched, the more we've not liked him, and. and it's a good thing we started. We did him kind of early because we he did was, him first, didn't we? we? Did him, it was one of the first few we did. Yeah, we did him kind of early because preliminary rankings had him higher. And after we watched, we were like, okay. And then we watched more guys. It's like, what is? What are we missing? This is not the same echelon of player at all. But there are a lot of tools there. But there's things to like. Yeah, six foot, almost two hundred is great size. Um, he's got great hips, runs great routes. He, he is a slant god. Blocks. Yeah, slant god right there. Slant god. That man does not want to smell a block. Yeah, let me let me give you the negatives. He doesn't want to block. It looks like he can lose focus at any time. Um, you know how you hate it when you see a wide receiver start thinking before he catches the ball, and then Tyler Boyd the ball. Well, Mechie will do that. Seems um, like it. Another thing we noticed with Mechie, I don't think I remember seeing a contested catch at all. Yeah, the reason I'm, I'm not as worried about that one is because it's just not his style of play. If you're, using it, if you're using him for a jump ball, you're probably using him incorrectly. No, I get that. But when, when his major weapon is his slants, in the NFL, the slants are not going to be as clean as they were in college. No, they're not. There's going to be a guy over the middle ready to take your head off. And we also noticed he doesn't break tackles that well. That's that's where I got a little bit upset because I've watched. You know what's funny is there's even big guys that struck. A small guy not being able to break a tackle, I can kind of get. A big guy, Zach Ertz is one of the worst tackle breakers I've ever seen in my life. He's huge, and he can't break a tackle. No clue why. But if I see Mechie get a, if, if somebody gets a hand on John Mechie, I'm generally thinking he's going down. And the problem is he's coming with a, with an ACL tear. <laughs> and if you can't gas guys with your burners, they're probably going to get their hands on you, and you're probably not going to feast on that yak. Um, we initially had a second-round grade on him. I think when it comes to the draft, we will see him go in the third. Yak means yards after catch, guys. This is a football podcast. No, I know most of you people will know that. But for those that for those people that don't know that, you know, welcome. Sit down, have a beverage. Yards let's after catch. Let's move on to the next player. Yak God means yards after catch. Usually means he fast. Number nine. Senior bowl standout Christian Watson from 
John's favorite school, North Dakota State University. What the hell, Carson? Uh, 65208. He's a riser because a senior bowl he's been seeing in the second round. We have him as a second round, closer to third round. It's really the senior bowl tape here because his college tape has speed. We see speed. And that's all it's see. That's all uh, you see. We see him play some running back snaps, if you remember. We do see yeah. that. Um, but watching him against Georgia corners and just bet and Auburn corners in the senior bowl and watching him kind of make a fool out of them, there might be something there. Christian Watson has a very high yards per catch average. 18.6. Quite high. Now, here's the problem. He has never caught, at least this season, he did not catch more than six balls in a game. But his longs in most of these games this year, he's got a 65, a 67, 85, 45, 40, and 71. He can rip the top off of your defense. Easy. And those are on his, those are on his receptions. I've got a, I've got a game against South Dakota where he puts up 52 yards rushing. One of them is a 43-yard run. He can rip you in half with his speed. He can do it. You can't teach speed. You are fast or you are not. The knock I put on him is the fact that he's 6'5 and only 210. The man is skinny. I need more, I need more meat on that. You need more meat. You're going to get hurt. Granted, I said that about Devontae Smith, and he's just really, really freaking good. <laughs> So I've been wrong about you need more meat before. What are you? What was that? I was like, I wanted to say yet. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't jinx me like that. I need, I need one nice thing. All right, let's move on to the next player. Number eight. This is kind of where we get into the we like these players. Yeah. And then we get to number six, and we have to explain some things. Go to eight from Georgia. 6'3", 201 pounds. George Pickens. Are you done? Uh, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So uh, George Pickens has the unfortunate uh, injury problem that is kind of common with wide receivers this year. This is is the thing. It's the thing. His biggest question mark is his injury history. But... What tape we saw, especially in 2020, we saw all of his 2020, actually. Uh, I love his hands. I love his ball tracking skills. He was a great route runner. Uh, can he stay healthy? <laughs> That's the problem. Like You look at Pickens, and the only problem you have with him is okay, but medical. The guy's good. If he were healthy... You could see a back end one on this guy. If you were you healthy, he was a one. Yeah. You could see a back end one on this player. It's a talented guy. And I've got him in the early two. Injuries or not, I've got him in the early two. Now, it's an ACL again. Is he the same receiver that he was in 2020? That is the entire question. If yes, this ranking holds. If no, okay, then you fall down some levels. But let's go with yes. Cam Akers, 
just came back after a five-month Achilles tear. Things work. Surgeries go faster now. These receivers are fast as F-boy. Surgeries are also fast as F-boy. Moving on. Stay fast. Number seven. Another senior ball standout. And another boy that can be described as he fast. That he fast. <laughs> we have Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. Now, he's skinny too. Can you check if he's invited to the combine? Jalen Tolbert? Yeah. I've got the combine. All, uh, da, 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 da. Yes, he is. Watch out. Because that's going to be fun. This can rise to a first round. Pick. That kid's going to, every workout he does is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. It doesn't, I think he might bench okay too. Like not well, but like five reps at 190 would be acceptable for me. So we have him graded as a round two pick, but if he works out like we think he does, he'll sneak into the first round. You know, Detroit needs a wide receiver. Here's the reality you look at the, like, the entire net. We wrote one line of analysis on him. Yeah. Hands are sick. His speed is sick. His team is pathetic, but he is a yak monster. Yeah. Yak God. It, it, like that is the, I think this is the season's yak God. I think that is this season's yak God is Jalen Tolbert. Rip Jalen Virgil. Of, <laughs> no, yeah. You have Jalen Virgil and you have Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert is this year's yak god. This guy knows how to fly. 82 catches this season for 1474. That's ridiculous. 18 yards on the uh, on an average reception. But let's take a look at his game by game splits. Because why not? We got all the time in the world. His game by game splits. These are his yardage numbers. 168, 95 54, oh no, 143, 84, yeah. 174, <laughs> 155. And here's the fun part. Let's go down, 95 and then 65. By the way, that's 65. He averaged 16.3 yards a catch because he only had four in that game. 108, okay, 143, fine, 191. <laughs> Yucca. His longs in each of these games, 49, 42, 40, 61, 43, 40, 55, 30, 27, 24, 68, 57. Give him the ball. He fast. And all of this with very bad quarterback play. (laughs) Some of the worst we ever saw. And we watched Clemson's quarterback. We watched Clemson's quarterback. I'm going to look up Jalen Tolbert's like expected 40 time. (laughs) It's going to be three nine. <laughs> Somewhere in the four threes to four four. I would I'd be I would not be shocked with a four three, a four three one. That wouldn't surprise me at all. If he breaks four three, I'll be surprised. This looks like a guy whose game speed's faster than his workout speed. This guy's gonna work out fine. I want to see him in the passing drills. That's gonna be so fun. All right, John, let's shock the world now. Oh no. Number six, USC, Drake London. Almost everybody's consensus number one wide receiver is R6. And I'm going to make sure I put this into the ether now. Drake London's quarterback play at USC was abysmal. 
It was the worst. It was abysmal. Yeah. But A, he's coming in with an ankle fracture. B, he's 6'5, which is great, but he's 210, which is not. We player comp him at Adam Thielen. If Adam Thielen were in Mike Evans' body. How sad is that? <laughs> but if you're gonna be Mike Evans' body, just be Mike Evans. You know what the problem with him is? He will never take the top off of a defense. He will live in that 10 to 20 yard throw. This is weird because it almost felt like he was playing in slow motion, but not the good way. Yeah. Like it almost looked like he just can't run that well. Yeah. He's a good, he's a really good route runner. I, I will give him that. And that helps, especially in the NFL. Good, but not great lateral speed. Really slow vertical speed. He's big and plays a little bit smaller. He had maybe one or two meaningful contact plays, but otherwise doesn't really want to get hit. He's really good on a comeback route, really good on a back shoulder pass. And we saw him drop a couple balls. Now, all of this is with Keaton Slovis. The ball from Keaton Slovis is uglier than holy hell. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know why anybody thought he was a first round pick ever. But I'd rather have Jake Fromm. The, I would rather have Jake Fromm as well, but I was higher on him than anybody. <laughs> Drake London very well could be. Here's the problem with Drake London. It's why he's this high. It's also why he's this low. Drake London could either be the biggest value play and be able to just thrive by being given an NFL quarterback or he busts hard. Yeah. It's one of the two. I do not know the answer. I know he's big. I know he's got long limbs, and I know he runs at a few steps. So he's, uh, so we have him with an ankle fracture. Will he be at the combine? Do I have an invite for Drake London? Drake London does have an invite. Whether right. or not he works out is a different story, but he was invited. Let me be very clear. If there's one player that can rise on this list, it, it would be Drake London. I, I want to see London work out. We need to see him. We need to see him with, with a quarterback. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you this right now? If Drake London puts up a 40 under 4.55. Yeah, under 4.55. If he goes under 4.55, I could bump him to four, maybe. Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's his speed was such a problem for me because he looked slow. Yeah, I just don't know what the number is going to look like. It just so, it looked slow to me. As other, as everyone knows, Drake London is a projected first round pick. What we saw was was a sexy second rounder. <laughs> You've got what is it? Projected forty time is anywhere between four four six and four four eight, but that was pre ankle. So yeah. who knows? If he puts up a 446, I'll shut up. Oh, yeah. Then you can do it. Then you can do it. Fine. Go ahead. But golly, I'm I'm not I'm not sold. Usually a guy that big and that strong, you'd be sold on. I'm just I'm just not. All right. We have a top five, John. <laughs> Number five. Ohio State. 
Chris Olave. <laughs> yeah, so Chris Olave is, an, is the latest in entrant in fast boy. Uh, here's the problem I have with Chris Olave. He's six foot one and he weighs 170. Ooh, he's skinny. He's skinny. <laughs> eat a sandwich, brother. Like, just eat a sandwich. Uh, the player comp is Tyler Lockett. He is Tyler Lockett. Clean that catches. Tyler Lockett. Clean catches all around. Had a diverse route tree. Uh, what I did like about him is he looked polished. He looks ready. Yeah. He, he looked ready last year. Oh, yeah. We liked it. We, we mentioned him a year ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, we like Alave. It, it's, this isn't new. Um, we watched his Michigan State tape. He looked great. His Oregon tape, he looked fine. His Penn State tape, he looked great. He's, he's a capable wide receiver. He's a very capable wide receiver. The reason I'm not rattling off his stats is because they're not Jalen Tolbert's. But these are he's a very dependable NFL-ready deep threat. That's what you're looking at with Chris Olave. Talented guy. Huh? Just gain a little bit of weight. Gain, gain 10 pounds and you, sh- you should be fine. This man will be a first round pick. He, he's, he's expected to be in the first and I expect, and, and he will go in the first. By the way, to say this, Drake London's going to go in the first. Oh yeah. But as of right now, there are 32 players that are going to go in the first. And considering our top five receivers are going in the first, we don't see that sixth man cre- creeping in considering how good the rest of the draft is. We do need 20 spots for pass rushers after all. Uh, another thing. Sarcasm, by the way, guys. When we do our mock drafts, we're going to have Drake London going before some of the wide receivers in our top five when we're doing predictive mocks. Yeah. There will be Don't predictive. be surprised. We're there trying to pre- predict the draft. Right. Right now, what we, what we, we, the last draft we do is predictive. Straight yeah. up. Our last draft is meant to try to predict the draft. And we'll probably put London higher. But I don't think if and Dean and I right now have found agreement. We are doing this for the first time ever. We are fully making our consensus on positions. The difference is that every year he and I always deviate on quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I'll be fun. I do know this year our ones are the same. It might not be in the end. Don't do this to me. <laughs> okay. My one is staying the same. I'll see the com. I'll see you after the combine <laughs> and the pro day. The pro days matter more for quarterbacks. It's not the combine as much for them. It's the pro days, but no, Alave is going to go first round. That's, that's a first round pick right there. Number four. And one of my favorite wide Mine receivers too. to watch. Mine too. Future Las Vegas Raider. <laughs> Probably. At 5'11", 183 from Penn State. Woo! Jahan the Rocket Dotson. Yeah, I don't even know if the Rocket's his name, but Rocket Man might as well be. That man can fly. I am in love with this player. Jahan Dotson runs fast and he runs easy. He runs easy. He's uh, absolutely electric. <laughs> the player comp we have is Tyreek Hill. John Dotson's going to post a sub 4-3-5 time. He's going to do it. If John Dotson breaks 4-3, he will be my prediction for the Raiders to select him. Yeah. <laughs> that will be my prediction. Like, I- I'll-, I'll say it now. That will be my prediction. If he breaks 4-3, he'll be a Raider. Uh, his route running, deceptively good. His route running's really good for a guy that will. Fast murder a zone defense. He will take it behind the woodshed and 
absolutely brutalize it. Yep. Uh, what we didn't see, we didn't see him against a physical corner. Yeah, it, it, there weren't a whole lot of corners willing to press him for reasons. <laughs> yeah, because if you miss, you lost. But uh, you in the NFL, the corners are better in this league. They just are. And if Jahan Dotson is across from, I don't know who's a good physical corner. Stephon Gilmore was before he aged yeah. up. So let's uh, say Gilmore three years ago. Let's say uh, the Bills one that was injured this year. Trey White. Trey White's kind of physical. Yeah. If you're against Trey White, probably he's going to have a tougher time. Now, what's funny about Jahan Dotson, 91 catches for only 1182, but 12 touchdowns. The man's opportunistic. And who now, was Penn State's quarterback? Well, yeah, valid. But here's <laughs> the fun part about this guy. 102, 65, 78. These are yardage numbers again. 117, 84, 48, 69, 127 against fifth-ranked Ohio State. And I'm going to stop on this Maryland number because I'm just going to read his whole stat line. 11 catches, 242, three scores with a long of 86. The Raider. <laughs> that is that is such a Raider line. Uh, I I'm that's just a really really good football player. Uh, let's move on to another one of my favorite players. Number three. Am I on three or four? You're on three. You're on three. Number three. <laughs> Arkansas in our top three. 6'3", 225, played like Drake London was supposed to. Traylon Burks. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow. You want to see a man play like he has size? Watch Traylon Burks. Watch Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks plays like he has size. By the way, I want to make sure I I don't short shrift somebody because I knew I remembered this. I Just a real quick backup to Sky Moore real quick. We were talking about really like impressive single game lines. And I want to. I, I remembered Sky Moore as a four touchdown game. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I, I put paid enough recognition to that. He's also a sophomore coming oh, yeah. out, but um, against uh, NIU, twelve catches for two oh six and four scores for a fifty yard long. That's just that's just sick. Hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. Traylon Burks. Traylon you wanna, Burks. You want to say our? You want to say our player comp? Because it's Traylon, it's a lot of praise for Traylon Burks. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. Plays just like him. Plays, it, the it, difference is he catches with his hands. And is, I would know Thomas didn't do because I watched Demarius Thomas destroy me <laughs> for years. Yeah, Burks Burks can go quiet. That it's not like he's always exploding, but Traylon Burks is is the exact opposite. Of John Mechie. Yeah. And that when you watch more, the more John Mechie tape you watch, the less you like him. The more Traylon Burks tape you watch, the more you want to blow a mid first round pick on him. Hello. Yeah, right. I have three of those. So you should honestly hit, hit Burks, hit Dotson, and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> hit both of them. Build the greatest receiving core of all time. Look what the Bengals did with a great offensive. Now check, now check this out. Yeah, the difference is we have an O-line. Check this out. Here's the problem with Traylon Burks. 
And it's a minor problem. 66 catches this year. It's not the 75 or more you'd love to see. Five, five, three, six, three, seven, nine, four, five, four, eight, seven. Okay. But here's some yardage numbers. 42, 37, 127, 167, 10. Keep in mind that is a game that Arkansas played against Georgia, who just won the national championship on the back of a defense. Ole Miss, he put up 136. They were 17th in the country at that time. By the way, uh, the game he put 167 up, 7th ranked Texas A&M. Plays Auburn, unranked, 109. Then 89, then Mississippi State, 17 ranked, 63 yards. 63 yards. LSU, only 16 catches. They were unranked. They win that game. They, Arkansas wins that game in overtime, but not a great game, 16 yards. But here's the most impressive one for me. It's the craziest one. He plays a 42-35 tear shedder against Alabama, the number two team in the country at the time. Eight catches for 179 and two touchdowns. Against I Bama. want this man. Against Bama this year. That's sick. Not to mention the following week, plays Mizzou, no fatigue. Plays Mizzou six days later. Not seven, six days later. And puts up 129 and a touchdown on seven catches. This dude's ready. I want he is battle-tested. This man is battle-tested. Do it. He beaten up on ranked teams. Yes, Georgia held him to 10. Georgia held everyone to 10. Don't blame him. <laughs> Georgia was sick. Traylon Burks, a couple of quiet games, but the catch radius is ridiculous. And he has a ceiling. He has more to get to. He hasn't hit it yet. That's why Burks is so high. Because everything you see out of him, you're like, okay, I want to see what the next step is. Please don't Jake Fromm the league, Traylon Burks. Please just be good. Even if you Jake Fromm the league, you got a wide receiver too. <laughs> right, right. Even if he Jake Fromm's and plateaus, he's still probably a WR too. A All right, good one on most teams. Let's move on to number two. No, 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 number two. And let's do it again, and let's say 1B this time. 1B. Alabama. Once again, Bama's up here. 6-2-190, Jamison Williams. Another player you'd like to see gain 10 pounds, but not the end of the world that he doesn't the way that he plays because this is Hollywood Brown with a higher ceiling. You know how the Bengals got where they got? Playmakers. You know what Jamison Williams is? A playmaker. A playmaker. Yeah. He, he, if the ACL is a, is a bummer, but his finishing speed's ridiculous. He runs great routes. He's a little route limited. He runs them well, but he doesn't run them all. But his playmaking ability is ridiculous. And he takes off, he takes the top off defenses constantly. He is a slant god. <laughs> he will destroy you in the middle of the field. Do not let him get there because it is too late. When you have allowed this, it is over. Do not allow this to happen. Um, and I see here that we've written a lot of notes. Comparing him to the guy in number one. Yeah. So I'm not going to say any of those till we get to the guy in number one. So but, let's, let's, uh, but, but for what it's worth, the one thing I do want to point out is Jamison Williams had 79 catches this year for 1572 and 15 touchdowns. 
Jalen Tolbert's average of 18 and a half was ridiculous. James Williams' average of 99 is extraterrestrial crap. Yeah. That's alien stuff. You don't do that. That's not normal. And he played Georgia twice. <laughs> he tore the ACL against Georgia in the championship game. Really unfortunate timing. But here's where it gets a little odd. And this is why I didn't love it until the first Georgia game. Okay. Plays Miami season opener, 14th, 14th overall. One tw- four catches, 126 and a touchdown. One of those catches, 94 yards. <laughs> Following week, 31, not great. Week after that, 11th, 11th seed Florida, 61. Okay, four catch for 61, not the end of the world. Plays USM. He catches one pass for 81 and a touchdown because why not? They win that game 63 to 14. I he probably didn't get a lot of snaps. Didn't need them. Play Ole Miss, five for 65. That's okay. Plays Texas A&M. They lose this game by three. He still puts up 10 catches for 150, 146 of the touchdown. Mississippi State, two for 77, including a 75-yard bomb and one touchdown. Tennessee, six for 123. LSU, 10 for 160. New Mexico State, six for 158 and three touchdowns. That's ridiculous but not as ridiculous as this. Arkansas, number 21 in the country at the time. The the Traylon Burks game. Eight for 190 and three touchdowns. Traylon Burks' line was really good. What if I told you he wasn't the best receiver in that game? How crazy is that? Then he plays Auburn in a 4-0-T thriller. Two catches for 43. I watched every minute of that game. He was noticeably absent. And then he plays Georgia in the SEC championship game. And this was a highly hyped game. Bama wins this game by 17. Yeah. Because Jamison Williams said so. Yeah. Seven catches, 184, and two touchdowns against the best defense in college football by a mile. Then he plays Cincinnati, plays okay, and then plays Georgia and tears his leg off. But that first Georgia game, he was otherworldly. Jamison Williams has got gifts for days. He will be a great NFL player if he gets that knee back to where it has to be. He will go later than he deserves to because of the. I agree. I mean, you you know what's funny? He might not. Remember Todd Gurley? He came out with a knee thing, he went 10th. Mm hmm. He could go – you could see a similar story. It's not – he doesn't have to fall. It's, He'll be, this, class be is, this class is so good, John. It's a really good class. It's, you know, it's a risk you don't have to take. I understand. And it's what – it's admittedly probably what keeps James William at 1B instead of 1A. Because yeah. we do like the man at number one. The man at number one who completely – Blew my socks off. <laughs> Six foot one ninety two from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. We look at Garrett Wilson as a potential Debo Samuel. Uh, you can't give bigger praise than that, right? You now. cannot give bigger praise. 
let's bring up Garrett Wilson's numbers for the season because it was really this year where he really popped. It, it, it started to become like, okay, well, wait a minute. Chris Olave, we knew he was good. Who's this other guy? And the thing with Garrett Wilson is he's a threat no matter what you do with him. They aren't handing him the ball much. He only got four touches, but when he got them, it worked. His game against Purdue is the one you look at and you're like, you know what? You're pretty wild, aren't you? Because <laughs> he put up 10 for 126 and three scores through the air. And then he put up 51 carries on one rush for a touchdown. His, his breakaway speed is ridiculous. His second gear is wild. He's shifty. He's got elite level hands. He can he can pause and make everybody around him move in slow motion. Like when you're watching the Justice League, I don't know why you would do that, but if you are, <laughs> it's when the whenever the Flash had any like slow motion crap going on because everything around the Flash is going slow cuz he's going so fast because it's dumb. That's the way it looked with Garrett Wilson. You would just see people overrun him constantly. Because he would just stop and look at you and just decide that's where I'm going to run. The drawback is that sometimes doing that, he plays a little casually. But if you can coach that out of him, you've got yourself a hell of a weapon. His balance was kind of crazy. I've never seen like, like he touches the ball. You're like, he's going to break a tackle. (laughs) His His elusiveness, his lateral quickness, the man can be filthy. Like just plain filthy. <laughs> he he is such a great side to side player. Whereas James, like that's that's really what you could say about this. If you want a player that can feast going side to side, Garrett Wilson's your guy. If you want a guy that's gonna rip the defense's lid off, go Jamison Williams. That's why they're one A one B. They're both so unbelievable at what they do, but they play very different football. One of them is Debo. One of them is Tyreek. It, it, it's it's pretty wild what they can both do on a football field. Now, the the way we've seen uh, the way we've seen this wide receiver stack, wide receiver class stack up in the media, uh, people have Drake London as number one, and then uh, I think it's Olave at number two, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Olave at two. Olave's at two. Um, then I think it's Wilson, Burks, and Dotson in whatever order that that outlet has of them in. So what's funny is I've got a CBS list right in front of us. Okay. I know we don't love CBS, but what I will say about CBS's list is it's oddly similar to ours because their top three are our top three. Okay. Wilson, Williams, Burks. Number four is Drake London. Number five is Alave. Then Pickens, then Dotson. That's where that sits. So Pickens might be our only misfire there, but I kind of... I mean, we liked Pickens. We just don't know I respect what Pickens now, will be. <laughs> now, here's what I will say. There are names on here that separate the field from Jalen Tolbert that are not even on our list. Yeah. I've got Alave, Pickens, Dotson, David Bell, Justin Ross, Khalil Shakir, John Mechie. Wandale Robinson from Kentucky, who we did not do heavy scouting on. Uh, Eric Izukanma from Texas Tech, who we did not do heavy scouting on, but we might want to take a look because he's six foot three, two twenty. And then Jalen Tolbert. For what it's worth, I just named what 
15 something receivers. Jalen Tolbert is ranked number 102 on the big board. 15 receivers in the top 102 in the entire draft. That's nutty. That's nutty. It's the year to need one. <laughs> it's the year to need one. Uh, following them, Christian Watson. Uh, Alec Pierce is 150. He's low on this list. Um, Jalen Virgil didn't make the list. Sky Moore, I don't see him on here. So I, this, I think Virgil we added because of those special team chops. We did. We we liked him. We, we didn't have another way to talk about him. We do like him as a return man. He is not really a receiver. We don't like him on offense. We like him returning the football. I, I'm going to do a quick little look and then we'll say goodbye. But I'm going to take a quick look at um, Wandale Robinson's numbers and Eric Izukanma's uh, numbers because if they're going to separate Jalen Tolbert from our field and we didn't even look at them deeply, we might as well look at why. So I'm going to look up Wandale Robinson and see, well, when you type in Wandale Robinson, the first thing that comes up is 40 times. So I wonder if he's fast. <laughs> Let's take a look at his numbers. He's one of he's one of Kuyper and McShay's risers. What did he do this season? He caught 104 passes. My God. <laughs> for 13, 34, and seven touchdowns. Yeah. It just wasn't brought to our attention. We'll um, get back to you on him. <laughs> we will. I mean, he's got he started the season great. The problem was his strength of schedule was really bad. He had two games where he caught 12 passes, and then another he caught a game where he got 12, and then another where he got 13. The game where he caught 12 was against Georgia. 12 catches. How many yards do you think he had? 48. 39. Oof. That is really bad. In a game, you caught 12 passes and you only got 3.3. It's not good. It's actually really, really atrocious. His average yards per play, per reception, is 12.8. It's not what you want to see, really. Um, but I've seen worse. I, I, I'll look at Wondell Robinson's uh, 40 time, if that's the thing they want to push on me. He's mid to high four fours. There and can't always secure passes through contact is one of the knocks to keep seeing. That's not an NFL player then. You need to be able to catch the ball in contact. Um, and then the other one we have to look at real quick is because we're getting dangerously close to a very long episode, is uh Eric Izukanma. And I've never heard of this player, I'll be honest with you. It's also throwing a 40 time at me. Why is the 40 time on this guy projected at like four, six? <laughs> That's not good. So what is the matter with this? So, so either this big board has not been updated since the pro since uh, the senior bowl, or there's something about this player that, yeah, I, I can tell you right now, there's no way this man would have made our list 48 catches for seven Oh five. Oh, he would not have made it. No, he just wouldn't have made it. He has 48 catches this year, 46 last year, 42 the year before. He's not breaking 50. He's just not that involved. Um, yeah, he beat up on uh, on Oklahoma a little bit. Eight catches for 123 and a touchdown. But, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Jalen Tolbert was so impressive on tape. I don't know why he's separated by so much. I, I got to be honest. I just don't see why. Not there. Uzukan was 6'3". That could help. But. No, I, I'm very comfortable with the receivers we've done the most study on. So who's your least favorite wide receiver that we've studied? Least favorite in totality? Yeah. 
I, the problem is I, I I'm going to say David Bell. I'm, I'm going to say David Bell because I just don't like his tape almost bored me. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's not a good player. He is. It's just that I know what it, like his ceiling feels limited. He just feels like he is what he is and that's it. Whereas almost everybody else on this team, it's like, you know what? In the right situation, he'd be really effective. David Bell feels like um, he feels like a role player to me. For John me, Mechie, John Mechie's another one. I just don't like him now because I just I'm watching him plummet. I was gonna say Mechie, so I will I will say Alec Pierce. Um, I was gonna say Pierce. Yeah, it's just the the disappearing act is it's odd. It's really it's just it's just I don't trust it. What's funny <laughs> is that Cincinnati as a program this year is really hard to scout. I know they did really well this year, and they and they did, but I don't really know how. Like you look at their stat line, you're like, what, what happened? How this happened? How did any of this happen? Like, yeah, they got themselves a heck of a corner. Sauce is a beast. Sauce Gardner could play. But Anyone named Sauce will be a beast. If you're going to go by the name Sauce, you probably have something. <laughs> so I don't know. Odd. Very, very odd draft class, but uh, a fun one. We'll bring another position to you guys probably next week. Um, might stack them together. Who knows? Uh, we'll jump around. We'll probably stay on the offensive side of the ball. We will. Um, I'll promise you that. We will yeah. stay on the offensive the side. The one thing we're probably going to wait on, though, I mean, we're probably going to hold quarterbacks till the end of the offense. Quarterbacks will be the last one we do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Quarterbacks we always like to do last because it's always the biggest position and it becomes its own episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And we like to we always find Chris Sims' rankings and rip it a new one. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, now this should be uh this we're 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 in it now. We're in, we're in the we're in the the belly of the beast now. This is going to be a fun off season. Anything else? How about this? Next week we will bring you running backs and tight ends. Okay. When do we do linemen? After that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the problem with linemen is I'm the one that has to kind of do almost all of it. Yeah. I I like if team watches it and even he's like, I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> like, I try to explain it. All I, like, uh, I remember watching Justin Fields, and like, even I could tell that offensive line was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A team usually is able to build up, understand the O line based off of what the other players are doing with relation to it. Whereas, which which works because it lets me focus on what are his feet doing, <laughs> which is vital. And to this day. The only O-lineman I've ever seen with perfect feet is Quentin Nelson. Everyone else has a foot problem. And at the risk of getting creepy, I'm going to stop. At the risk of getting little Rex Ryan-y. <laughs> I remember that. Remember when he was a coach? Now he's just on ESPN for some reason. Seems right. I guess. <laughs> well, um, that was objectively wrong. We usually are. John and I are the next men up. Yes, we are. And that was our show. We will see you next week with more rankings and more news. And maybe Carson Wentz's pink slip. I don't know. Not pink slip. What is it? No, it's not pink slips if you get the car. Yeah. What's the, what's the. Carson Wentz is losing his job. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a thing? I forget. Damn. Oh, well, that was unfortunate. Bye.